everyone you are listening to Ink Feathers podcast and this is your host Ishika Jain you're about to join me as we dive into a world of books verses tales and words with some of the most diversified and talented authors today we bring another story it's from the anthology three bodies one soul and the story is titled 1957 an odyssey of the gods of love written by Khushi Malhotra so here it goes I was a physicist at King's College London in 1957 when I was summoned to visit India as a celebrity invitation demanded by my presence on the country's 10th Independence Day. I, a Britisher, had an eventful past in India and was an acquaintance to Nehru, who had a habit of making a friend out of his enemies for strategic purposes, one of whom was my father. One of many tricks up his sleeve, I supposed. The third Nehru ministry was to be formed on April 17 and within 2 months of free election the Congress government was expected to give a revised account of the five year plans that prioritized poverty alleviation and self sufficiency. Calling a Britisher to such a ceremony was a power move to symbolize a truce to reflect that Englishmen approve of the proposed modifications. Thus handsome arrangements were made for my expedition from london to india on april 15 the same year the world's longest ever bus tour the albert bus tour was going to set its course from london to india via several other nations i requested to be a part of this monumental journey and my wish was well looked after a hefty amount of 85 pounds was paid on my behalf so i packed my finery to embark on a voyage that little did i know was going to change my life the double decker bus was an architectural and mechanical marvel with an inbuilt dining saloon fully equipped gallery private bunkers fans heaters radio tape recordings and a number of other things It felt like it was built out of dream material. The stipulated time of the journey was at least 60 days, give or take. When I set foot on the bus, the revelation of the royal infrastructure filled my scientific heart with beauty, but a glance onto the next seat made my heart skip a beat. A woman with a dusky complexion draped in an embroidered sari which i recognized as indian with brown doe eyes like a rain quail with a thick wing of kohal on top was modestly seated at the first compartment right next to a window i let out a sigh and our eyes met she could read from my expressions that i was flushed for being too observant she looked at me as if she had felt my gaze on her skin and so to redeem myself i apologized In return she nodded with a smile. She must get that a lot, I thought. I had always been a nasty invader of personal space and in my excuse it is seldom that witty men have good people skills. So I pranced at the chance of sitting next to her as judging by the looks shared by the crowd that seat was on high demand. I was a broad-shouldered man in refined apparel, a foreigner With graceful hands and for her rousing curiosity I was a welcome stranger. The journey began and she whispered to herself Hari Krishna and I smiled in silence. 
she was the first one to disturb the icky quietness and said i'm lakshmi and i'm traveling to east pakistan i'm a doctor and have been summoned at the pakistan india border to attend to some medical matters what brings you here sir i grinned like a cheshire cat and the whole time she spoke in her rich honey dripping tone i promptly replied i'm avivan das and i'm traveling all the way to india to meet an old friend i cut off almost too embarrassed at my innate heavy british accent that made my name sound unreal and silly lakshmi charmingly giggled and asked avivan as in vishnu das as in servant so your name interprets as lord vishnu's servant but why is a british name named like this her knowledge of peculiar hindu names such as mine left me agape and i replied with a twirl of excitement in my stomach i was born and brought up in india that was how bit before independence then we are alike she said for we had sprouted under the same tree and were thus named after the hindu gods vishnu and lakshmi in my life i found that coincidences were like serpents interlaced around destiny i'd always mistaken them for it from that moment on lakshmi and i let loose our comfort bubbles and accepted each other as companions for the next 2 months the bus traveled from england to belgium and lakshmi taught me about lord shiva and his incarnations in the hindu mythology while we spent our days at the closely knit dining saloon and talked through our bunkers at night then from munich to vienna we tasted intercontinental delicacies and i introduced her to the world of spirituality and the separation of the soul from religion and worldly disciplines we laughed through our disagreements and in yugoslavia and in bulgaria we pulled never ending threads of praise for the view of the passing cities in turkey when the business slept in solitude she held my hand and gently planted a kiss a lover's kiss on my lips and that was the moment that made me weary my hands had stored a peculiar memory of another so i resigned from this display of affection and distanced my body from her the removal of my hand and my lofty retrieval knifed her tenderness for her action was a confession that she had begun to love more than just my company she had fallen for the whole of me with a difficult look in her eyes she said i'm not that kind of a woman if that's the impression i have given to respect the lady's hurt sentiments i assured her that i had not made such an impression of her we let the awkward spell pass by as a moment is just a fleeting second when a person feels like your destiny in forgiveness lakshmi put upon an old record on the phonograph to derail the conversation from our broken desperation at the outskirts of iran a weakling of a sound came out and the music that played was
I was taken aback by the chant and listened to it in bewilderment for it contained a stolen memory that I had escaped a long time ago. I wondered, is that your doing, Destiny? It had been a decade since I had heard of this holy sound. Perhaps from my mother's tongue the last time before we buried her in the Indian soil. Our halls during the day to visit the masjids and other tourist sites and the nights at Iran were spent in an aching dilemma and the deafening silence. In the fortnight and a week that had passed, I had thought of nothing but Lakshmi and her always aspiring eyes and her flawless frame and at the same time, Lakshmi had found her ideal, bold and delicate man in me. A marriage proposal was anticipated a few nights ago, but now its petals had begun to cast off. The nearing end of the journey pushed Lakshmi's composure and she finally asked, Does your heart belong to someone else or in our days and nights that we have passed together, have you felt less than love? She was not the kind of woman to be trifled with or to be left in doubt. Her gaze had held my command and so with hesitation I told her my story. I was born in India in 1930, Agora, a white boy, born in the era of brown slavery, in a village built by the stolen prosperity and blood on the periphery of Calcutta. I grew up with millennials that despite my father, a high-ranking soldier in the British Armada and Nehru's friend come enemy but both their heads in aberration for the British, had a solid stranglehold over India during those times. The ebony skin became my caretakers at first then pretend friends to seek favours from my foreign disposition. My father's hand on the head must have seemed favourable but I was only a fragile Nesh boy who felt the hand was too heavy and would bury him one day because he was only a disappointment to his mother's haughty husband. I had a timid demeanor and soon the boys apprehended that I was merely a cell hoot in my father's light. Removing me would have taken them a step closer to him for taking their revenge. On my 15th birthday, my application for the army was turned down as I flunked all the physical proficiency trials. I had the wit to conjure a war strategy even at 15 years of age but lacked the body to withstand even a single-hand combat. The rebellious young adults from my village, however, had aced the low-ranked the low positions offered to them. That night, the teenagers conspired that it was payback time, and the lanky white boy became their earmark. I was painted target for stones heavier than my mother's silverware at 2 a.m. in the morning. I was dragged out of my house unarmed and helpless till one brownie boy whom they called AJ made a heroic decision to take sides with me. He raised his large hand at a perfect angle to entwine with my fingers and settled right in the spaces between them to help me out. A perfect grip and an unexpected kindness and I was awash with nerves 
and felt something as deep as they explained love <laughs> i'd heard stories about krishna and rama from my mother he reminded me of them his body could ram all those boys in a thud his hair were unusually gold throughout his frame but a thick black mane on the head created a magnificent cr- contrast he was picture perfect yet so humane and when he moved everything i was my body my mind my heart my soul followed him from exchanging glances smiling at each other sharing meals whispering forbidden secrets to reciting things in english which i did rather eloquently for a youngster while he stammered at the syllables we saw each other every day at fixed hours like walking each other to school or picking one another after it till one day of carelessness thoughtless growing years we grew up too soon without saying a word about how we felt in 1947 with independence angrez chale gaye the britishers left and so did i i left with only a promise to write letters to each other and let go of my krishna my eyes weighed down with shame as i saw lakshmi's expressions change when she heard me say my krishna a man the truth behind my disapproval of lakshmi's actions and the impossible anatomy of what i had told her forced her to call it an impoverished childhood love and the words that came out next were under the society's possession and not what my dear lakshmi could have said she said a child's infatuation can overlook the thin lines of gender or the societal bounds but a decade later you were still chasing the same swing that may have swayed way past this foul fondness what would be your meaning if he has already confessed his love to a woman and to hurt me more or to keep me to herself she went on with a single sentence that sufficed all that had to be said if you go back to him and he takes you as his you shall both be banished from society for a man and a man in poetry is an unacceptable verse my conscience bled through my ears for it was nothing but my life's cruel truth i had not replied to ajay's letters and only a few years ago he had stopped attempting to write any so both the questions that lakshmi asked could not have been contradicted the albert bus tour took its last halt in afghanistan and Lakshmi mustered her courage and asked, "Would you like to get off with me at East Pakistan and leave this all behind to start afresh?" I tasted the sadness in her eyes and reflected on her thoughts. One pole of the magnetic truth only spoke of the positive, a divine life with Lakshmi, indulging a lifetime in like-mindedness and soft love, and the other end was a boiling flash of negation. ruining my ages life or losing him to another 
a lover is not a lover if he doesn't put his beloved first so i said yes and put both my beloveds first that night i opened the last letter from my darling sabrosa lover that read though it's forbidden i must confess i've loved you since the first moment and still do so i shall wait for your return that is if you feel the same i slept amidst a stream of tears for that day i had made the hardest choice of my life the captain's honk woke me up next morning we had skated into east pakistan and were to circle the border in next 10 minutes lakshmi woke up all set so much so she helped me pack and entertain herself by going through my package wardrobe at the last minute before getting off the bus stop and bidding adieu to other passengers i, I stopped lakshmi and said ajay my krishna once told me it's not us there's just something wrong with the village and now that i think of it i'm willing to fight the world to see a day when people accept that love is just love it does not conform to the norms of the society i must fight for everyone das would be nothing without his ajay with a blink of an eye she understood what i meant before parting i handed her a letter to read once the ride of destiny passes her state and is no longer visible to her naked cold eyes she held my hand as if to bid adieu and hinting to herself she said here's a question to put you on edge one last time would there ever be a woman you would find to confess your love to i only said no she knew it was both a lie and a truth and she would have to live with that so she got off the bus without a final goodbye at the next stop india i was expecting a hearty welcome from nehru's minions but the congress party officials had sent my old village chieftain and his eager son to welcome me with open arms our eyes linked and we knew it was time for ajay and everyone das to meet again at war post in burma lakshmi opened my letter that read it is not that i do not love you but rather it was an unfair stroke of fate the god of the secret lovers had written our stories with a twist there was vishnu my ajay i his devotee and the most beautiful goddess lakshmi who would put helen to shame if there was ever a comparison he gave all of us a full heart but broken thrones of love a man cannot love a man in a broken world a woman cannot accept such a man but even if she does a man who shares a bed with a man cannot ever love her the same so hence I'm writing this to you on a tri-folded piece of paper for you to look at its three edges and think of the deltoids of the leaves, the summer triangle of stars and us. So you can see how the gods 
love to make three edges to things but only to make them more worthwhile and beautiful we are the perfect embodiment of this mischief a trifecta three bodies and one soul let us hear what the author of the story has to say about it Hello everybody this is Khushi Malhotra the author of 1957 an odyssey of the gods of love I'm a 20 year old journalism student from Delhi University I'm a filmmaker by day and a writer by night I think living in the conventional course of time is too boring so I'm benjamin buttoning at heart you may find me at underscore.nurana.underscore soon enough going on an adventure of a lifetime This is my debut story and it's about love unrequited ultimate and salvaged. The intention behind writing this was to express the love is just love. It doesn't say who, when, where or why. It just happens. So here it is. I hope you enjoy the story and receive the love I poured in for you. Thank you guys for listening to this story. I hope you like this fantastic story because i loved it and would love to hear your feedback you can give your feedback to me personally at ishikajain112 is it's my instagram handle and you can also check out in feathers publishing handle on instagram so we'll come up with next story soon next week so stay tuned bye bye